0: This is Deion Dawkins, man. You're listening to The Scoop on owlscoop.com. You already know.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Scoop, owlscoop.com's podcast. Season 7, episode 44. I'm John DiCarlo. Joined once again by Kyle Gauss, Sam Cohn, Dante Colnelli, and Javon Edmonds. What's going on,
0: guys? What's going on is Kyle spending 60-plus hours coding is what's going on as he flexes on Zoom. It's the no, no wait, it... no, wait. I take it back. Kyle, before we get to that, the more prominent news is your al hat. Yeah, you like
2: this? Dusty. If some reason it's perforated, I don't know why. Uh, I have
0: a... I'm obsessed with it.
2: On the top of my bookshelf, there's just a crap ton of hats. and I was like, okay, what hat am I gonna wear today? Owl scoop, the boys are back, so we'll do the owl scoop hat.
0: <laughs> love it, love it. Anyway, coding.
2: Yeah, I've been plugged in, man. It's like the scene in um the social network when um uh Peter uh, not Peter Andrew Garfield comes in and he's like getting ready to yell at uh, Jesse Eisenberg, and they're like, nah, not now, man. He's like he's plugged in. Yeah.
3: Say, that's, <laughs> not, that's
2: me. That's been me in my little my little coding mind. And then, my, me, my, and then Meg smashed
0: her computer. Mess,
2: Meg, when I like show this to her, like she literally was just like, one, how much effort did you put into this? Two, how long before you like you brag about this to somebody? And I was like, well, there's like eight people in the world that are going to care about this. So let's find out. But yeah, so for those that aren't in the know, um, I took my Temple Sports database and I turned it into an app, which now I can carry in my pocket and I can go around and I can do everything I could do before without having to be in front of a computer or rely on Dropbox's terrible user interface. So
0: it's good. Been a good, good couple of days. Wildly impressive.
1: That's why Kyle has every important
2: temple football and basketball stat that you need to know. It about. is for sale to the highest bidder. <laughs> now it won't go public. You won't find this in app store. You won't find this in the Google play store, but if you want you individually out there want to buy this from me, please do. Please, please, just put me out of my misery with it. (laughs) Take it away from me. What if, what if Sam, Dante, and Javon and I collectively
1: catfish you and say meet us at a certain point to to talk about this app? You cat. I mean, I'm a married man. I don't think I'd fall for a catfish. (laughs) Cat, not a cat. You honey potting me? (laughs) <laughs> that would, I, what what do you call what do you call trying to scam somebody in a non-dating type of way? Is that not a catfish? Is Catfishing is you like no catfishing is like
2: you misrepresenting who you are like lying Right. <laughs> like lying that's about what we would be doing to lead you to, le- otherwise it's just to make scamming. a lot of money off. Like you're cat. just scamming me. Well, like you think like you're going to pretend to be like I'm Sir Reginald the 14th of like the Cambridge family and I'm going to go, "Oh, thank you."
0: I'm no, the Cambridge. We're going <laughs> to catfish you as a crazy temple donor with a lot of money to buy this app off you.
2: Mm. Temple donor, a lot of money. Choose one. <laughs> Which <laughs> one is that? <laughs> oh. would... oh. My BS, my BS radar would go off immediately. Well, just,
1: here, we little... are.
2: Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for your app. Um, I, I, I wanna say thank you to everybody Sam scrawled something on his to-do list after you talked yeah. about
0: this. I just got a text. Can you Scam Can you, me... <laughs> Can you let me live?
2: Just let us know when you're done, Sam. You're good. <laughs> so we'll be... Is that a different Kanye poster in the background now? Like, it's the same album cover. This? But it didn't it used to be big? No, that Not the one of your right shoulder. Or it looks like our right shoulder. In the mirror? That, yeah. Oh, it's, in... it's a mirror. So it's... A...
0: Oh, it's wow. a mirror to the same Kanye wow. poster. A mirror to Sam's soul. This is a world. Yes. There is. See, like, <laughs> nah, because it's gonna cover. Never mind. Yes, uh, it's a mirror to a uh, poster. 44 Forty-Fours. If you don't say Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, probably his first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Jerry West. Ah, oh um, yeah. Pistol Pete, right? Not one point. Absolutely no idea. He had a high number. I know he had a high number. Uh, no, yeah,
2: he yeah. had 44 with the Celtics. Yeah. Oh, Reggie Jackson Jeffing everywhere. Else. And Mr. Reggie Jackson, October. Mr. October, which doesn't apply anymore because it goes into November now.
3: Yeah. Something that like
2: you get a couple beers into my dad, he'll bring up. He'll get like upset that now the World Series goes into November and everyone thinks. <laughs> but yeah, it
1: starts with Hank Aaron, right? Yes. At 44, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, this little will- yeah this will allow me to segue into something I want to say real quick um, we did not I want to say thank you to everybody and appreciate your patience we did not do an episode um, of the scoop last week not because of the the summer break that Kyle's been uh, anticipating Clamoring for was
2: that the summer break that I've been clamoring for
1: Clamoring for um, after a uh, three plus year battle with uh, a rare sarcoma cancer my father passed away last week um last wednesday at the age of 74 and um the the scoop something i look forward to doing every week it's it's a you know it's an opportunity to see all you guys and and interact with our listeners and um it's been it's been a tough three years for our family it's especially been a hellish few weeks and um just want to say thank you to everybody who called emailed texted um, certainly all of you guys as well, you know, Kyle, Sam, Dante, Javon, Caden, just love you guys very much. Thank you for um, all the support you guys have have given me. Um, a lot of you have asked, like, you know, how can I help? Um, if you if you have the means to do it, even if it's five, 10, 15 bucks, please consider a, a donation to uh, the Sarcoma Foundation of America. Uh, if you go to curesarcoma.org, you can donate there. Um, there are lots of different kinds of sarcoma cancers. The 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 kind that my dad got is unfortunately a rare type. Only like two percent of the population gets it, which just makes me even you know more frustrated and angry and sad. But um, he was a wonderful, wonderful guy, wonderful human being, very unselfish, very quirky. Kyle knows that. Um, and I appreciate one of our listeners has a, a mailbag question. Uh, about my dad so we'll talk about him a little bit later in the show but um, I love him I miss him every cliche in the world that could possibly apply applies in this situation I'm glad he's no longer suffering but I just can't believe he's not around anymore but uh, the funeral was yesterday and um, Kyle Sam thanks for being there guys I, I love you Javon I know you told me you had a loss in your family too I believe you said your, your it was your grandmother's cousin yeah yeah. I'm so sorry, buddy. And, and she passed away of cancer too, right? Yep. Yeah. It's fuck cancer. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, and I'm uh, sorry for your loss Javon. And uh, but again, thank you guys. Thank you to all of you who listen to scoop um, for being patient and just for subscribing to the show. And um, I've been saying, I was talking to Jimmy Fenerity about this last night because he lost his father about a year ago a little more than a year ago. And he just had another loss in his family. And we were talking about wanting signs. And my dad was just such a, and Kyle knows this, my dad would worry about everything. He'd send emails, he'd phone calls, unintentionally funny stuff. And um, he was just such a presence. And I can't imagine not getting another phone call from him. And, you know, people look for signs if you believe in that stuff. And I haven't, received any signs yet you know and uh my wife fat, felt like she f- felt the couple here and then we just not long ago we were at uh we were going lunch at um at the landing where kyle i think you'd gone there a few weeks ago or a month ago with meg and, and jordan and you go there and it's in balakimwood and you you take um a number to your table and that's where they find you and drop off your food and we got number 44 and chelsea was like oh that's supposed to symbolize angels being around you and we grabbed number 44 and and then today is the 44th episode of, of season seven some people might think I'm nuts hey I'm, I'll am i take it it's a little sign little sign from my dad so uh I had to explain to him multiple times what a podcast was uh he was he didn't know what Al Scoop was and <laughs> um read it and, and read read articles and would ask about you guys and um but uh just wanted to pay tribute to him, uh, miss him terribly. And we'll talk about him a little bit later in the mailbag. Cause like I said, somebody was kind enough to ask a, a mailbag question about him. So, um, but thank you guys for just, again, being patient. We appreciate your support. Um, there's no good way to segue out of this. So, um, but I will tell you that again, we're looking back, I'm looking forward to getting back in the swing of things and got a lot to talk about football, recruiting, basketball, recruiting, um, mailbag stuff we'll talk about napier louis who is um having a good summer you know in the summer league with the, with the lakers and has been putting up some numbers with their with their g league team uh but since we last recorded a couple of weeks ago uh temple has added two more verbal commitments and cole skinner uh from point uh point pleasant borough high school and offensive lineman two offensive linemen; then luke watson uh from oh god what's the high school in Delaware? st george st mark's Saint Mark's, Saint St. George's, yeah. one
2: too, right? Maybe? Uh, wait, what'd you say? Saint Saint George's, what? Is Saint George a high school as well? Sure. Yeah. Saint George's Delaware is not incorporated. No, no, no.
4: Yeah, that's not what I was thinking of. All right, <laughs> there's one.
3: There's
4: one in Middletown, Delaware. Saint George. There
1: we go. There we go. There look, look at me. Nicole uh, Skinner um, was down to, uh, you know, I think Temple was always kind of leading for his services, but. Um, but uh excuse me coastal carolina was in there at the end he official to temple and then took an official visit to coastal uh but had the chance to catch up with him uh talk to him about why he committed to temple so that brings temple to one two three four five six seven eight nine what are they up to 12 verbals now 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 13 why can i not count
2: they are up to to 13
1: yes 13 verbals um A little bit of a dead period right now. The coaches are on vacation, not on the recruiting trail. But, um, again, we've said this before. I mean, it sounds cliche. You'll know more about recruiting classes two or three years down the line at the very least. But they now have four offensive linemen in this class verbally committed. Eric King, Cole Skinner, Luke Watson, uh, and Kevin Terry. Um, And we'll play a clip here uh, for you from Cole Skinner. Again, a guy who has a pretty cool story, almost considered – Quitting the game a couple of years ago during a sophomore season, he had a back injury, and he credits his trainer uh, for getting him back into the game. And um, now he's up to six five, three hundred pounds, plays right tackle at Point Pleasant Borough. But he's he's told me that he'll likely move inside uh, to play guard uh, once he gets to Temple. So I had a chance to catch up with him. I guess probably almost a couple of weeks ago now, uh, when he verbally announced his decision on July fourth. But uh, here's Cole Skinner talking to me about. Uh, why he decided to commit to Temple. And there were a few different reasons, but um, here you'll hear him talking about uh, how Adam Klein played a role in, in his decision to commit to Temple.
3: The thing that led me to Temple was the family mindset. Like I said, in the last interview, they really preached family and um sticking up for each other and being there for each other and holding each other accountable. And I, I really got to see that firsthand when I went there. Uh, even though it's a new coaching staff with coach Drayton as a head coach, it was crazy to see how much the players have already changed because of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I went there. They were amazing people. The the hosts that I was with were amazing. Um, The players really loved it. And I even asked because they might just be putting on a show for me, the coaches. So I was talking to the players and they've had the one player I was with. His name was Adam Klein. He, uh, he's, he's a senior this year. He's a six-year senior or a fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. So he's right after the football season. And I asked him, I was like, out of your three coaches, because that's who he had, he had three head coaches, who was your favorite? And he said Coach training was, and he hasn't even had him for a full season yet. So that that's just crazy on how a a coach can come in and already be someone's favorite out of three coaches for four years. And that that really just showed me, like, he really is like that.
1: In addition to Cole Skinner, uh, Kyle talked to Luke Watson, again, the uh, from St. Mark's, uh, yes, St. Mark's High School uh, in Delaware. This one kind of, I don't want to say it came out of uh, came out of nowhere, but a little bit more. Um, I don't think people had their eye on this one as much, but Watson's a guy who again, I, we, we've talked about this before. Um, another example of Stan Drayton kind of following the model that that Matt Rule. Uh, Jeff Collins, Al Golden did in that, again, bringing guys in, looking at them, evaluating them and looking at the measurables. And he's 6'5", 270. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Again, I mean, not not the pe- not the that football players aren't discovered and found in Delaware, but the football down there, it's not a hotbed of football like like other states are. And he had mostly, you know, Patriot League, Ivy League offers um, or interest. Um, but it sounds like Temple really likes, again, like Chris Weezahan. Uh, was it the, you know, the lead on his recruitment here? Um, Kyle, anything, you know, again, you can check out both of these stories on our website. Um, anything stand out from your conversation with, with Luke Watson before we play a clip here of uh, of your interview with
2: him? Yeah, I'd say basically the same thing. Kay didn't cover your ears, but the reason that these guys don't get much attention is because they're playing nobody down there in Delaware most of the time. Um, it's not as high level of competition. I mean, it's, I think it's a very similar situation to Cole Skinner where it's a guy that, could stay on the outside plays. He was an all state defensive lineman and offensive lineman could stay on the outside, could move inside. Feels like a lot of this class outside, maybe Kevin Terry are going to end up being inside guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see if, if Watson pans out. And from what I can tell, despite going to the same high school and, and having the same last name, he is not related to Steve Watson, the temple wide receiver that was a thousand yard receiver for the Broncos in the eighties. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very nice guy. Like most of the kids that we interview um, and braved about Chris Wiesman.
1: So we'll play this clip here. This is from uh, Luke Watson's conversation with Kyle uh, on the day that he announced his verbal commitment to Temple.
5: Obviously, great football program. The the coaches, the new coaching staff coming in, uh, spent some good time with them. Coach Weiss, big part of my decision. He sent a lot of guys to the next level um, and successful guys at that, not just regular NFL players. Um, Had great talks with Coach Drayton. Um, he seems like a great dude. Seems like he has the right intentions for us and, and for where he wants to put the Temple football program. Um, and other than that, I mean, academically, I wanna I want to major in sports management, and they have a very very good sports management program at the top of the country. So those two are, are really big ones for me.
2: Great. So when did you kind of make the decision to to commit to Temple?
5: It wasn't too long ago. Um, I was reaching out to all the different coaches, letting them know that I'm kind of narrowing down um, and calling all of them and talking to all of them. And I called Coach Weiss, and we just had a great conversation, and, and that's when I knew I wanted to go there. I would say around this time last year, Temple was, was number one or two on my list. Um, so in the summer of last year, it was up there, and it's just kind of cool to see it come all full circle, and, and now I'm back where, where I'm home.
2: So let's talk a little bit about uh, Coach Wheeze. I mean, everyone I talk to raves about him. Just what is it about his recruiting pitch and the way that he kind of recruited you that worked so well?
5: Yeah, he, is, he just tells you the straight facts. He, he has the resume to go for, and he builds off of that. Great players, uh, great coach, and not, not even what, what like I talked with him. Um, other coaches across different schools across the country, say how good of a coach he is he's coached at very very good schools power five schools and it's good to see him come back home to temple because he was here a couple of years ago all
1: right so again if you are an AlScoop.com subscriber you can check out uh you can check out those stories on cole skinner and luke watson on the site again so 13 verbals kyle we'll check in with you again on this i know it's a typical mailbag question how many Gun to your head, how many more kids do you think they take in
2: this class? Again, knowing that kids can decommit and things are fluid, as we always say. High school kids or general kids? High school kids. I think, I still think 2022 is the number. Even if you look at the scholarship table, which is always available on to our subscribers on uh, on our boards, you look at it and you go, hey, they only have, you know, eight scholarship seniors are now in that in free scholarship, which I think was originally slotted for Cleef Kemp, which I think somebody asked about later on. Mm-hmm. So you say there's nine, are they only going to schedule, or are they, are they only going to sign a couple? I think there's just so much turnover that you always just try to shoot to sign a pretty full class at this point and let it figure out. Even more so when it's going to be your first full off season as Temple said coach, and there's going to be even more turnover than there probably usually is. Mm-hmm. So I'd say 20-ish. And then God knows how many transfers. Dante, so this might sound like an, an obvious
1: question, considering we, we watched some and, and covered some pretty bad, Football in 2021, but are you surprised at all that they are prioritizing offensive line with this class so far? Again, knowing it's not finished, but um surprised at all, or is this kind of what you expected in terms of their
4: recruiting priorities? Uh this is exactly what I expected. Uh and as, as somebody who is also uh, you know, air quotes covering the dolphins, I had to watch a watch a lot of bad offensive line play. Um, and honestly, like temple investing this much, I mean, they had to do it. I mean, I think just from not only like a talent perspective, but also like there are guys that have, that are going to leave that line. I mean, Adam Klein's played like every position and he's going to be out of eligibility soon. Uh, you got to start getting those young guys through the ranks. So, um, yeah, this is not surprising at all. I think we probably would all agree that offensive line was maybe the weakest position on the roster going into you know, Stan Drayton getting hired. And so it makes a ton of sense that they, you know, attacked it in the portal and then are now attacking it through recruiting as well.
1: So again, keep your eyes peeled on the site. We'll always keep you up to date on the latest recruiting uh, developments, both on the football and the basketball front. We'll get to basketball recruiting in a second, but um, we said we wanted to touch on Nate Pierre-Louis and uh, what he's doing uh, in the summer league so far. And, you know, if you, you watch Nate at Temple, you know what he can do you know what he has problems with uh mainly his his shooting uh but the efforts there the defensive effort is there the athleticism is there and um if you check out sam reminded us before we started recruiting that he did a story on nate and nate um had said he told you in that conversation right that he said i don't i don't want to go overseas right now i my goal is to get to the nba so kendrick perkins gave him a shout out and he's playing well so far in summer league and we'll see if he gets a camp invite um it'll be meaningful for nate of course uh, to get to the nba been meaningful for temple since as kyle pointed out they haven't had a player from the program playing an nba game since Lavoy allen it's been uh way too long so what do you guys make of this in terms of you know how he's playing Javon? you've been watching a lot of summer league ball right yes favorite time of the year besides the tournament. What do you, I mean? What do you think? I mean, have you been have you been watching Nate closely? I mean, obviously, again, you're familiar with the program and stuff. What do you what do you think of what you've seen from him?
6: I think if Nate had a little bit more of a jump shot, mm-hmm. he'd have a great shot at training camp. You look at the Lakers' all season moves and and what they need young guys on the wing that can defend and shoot. Uh, he's young, he's athletic, he can defend. It's just the shooting part. Um, I think out of everybody on the summer league team, um, you look at. The rookies, Scottie Pippen Jr., Cole Swider, Max Christie, um, they're all the first ones in line for a camp invite. Uh, Mason Jones is right after that. Nate's somewhere in that pecking order. He's like fifth on the list right now. Uh, I think it'd be a different story if he were a point guard more than a shooting guard because then mm. we see the Lakers aren't too concerned with shooting at the point guard. They've gone from Rondo <laughs> to Dennis Schroeder to Russell Westbrook. So as long as you can dribble and defend, they're fine with you at one. But uh, Nate's more of a off the go- off the ball guy, which hurts him at the moment. Uh, but I mean, we've seen guys improve their shooting as their career goes on. I-, I would not be shocked if within the next two or three years he gets a camp invite somewhere. Like I think he's going to be one of those Vander Blue, Joe Young type guys who plays a few summer league years and finally gets a shot with the team. Um, but you know, always happy to see you know an alumni doing good, especially you know on my favorite team. Mm-hmm. Sam, what
1: again? You you talked to Nate a little while back, and he had said, like I said before, like I, I don't, I could go overseas. I don't want to go overseas. What what stands out to you from that conversation? What do you make of the the recent you know decent play to, to successful play that he's had so far this summer?
0: I mean, if you were to compile a list of places, it would be the worst. To- to overreact to summer league is very 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 high on that list um it's awesome for nate that someone like Kendra perkins who's i say this cautiously super plugged into the nba uh to give him a shout out he has obviously a huge twitter following and um and played for the 08 celtics so but uh so it's it's great for nate to get that kind of recognition um it looks like defensive like he's he's doing everything he did well at temple he's that's translating to him doing really well uh, in summer league, and obviously he's he's made a name for himself playing in the G League. Uh, in terms of my conversation with him, uh, like that's uh, now two years ago, uh, he said overseas wasn't really in the wasn't really an option for him. He didn't want to go overseas. He wanted he wanted to put everything into making things happen at the uh, at the NBA level, and he he feels he's an NBA player. I think it's worth noting that that was 2020. So his first time around, really testing the draft, uh, he didn't get any in-person workouts. All they had was film and, inter- and Zoom interviews. And he had said that he fully understands that he is not a good shooter, and that that's his biggest knock, and that he's that's not where it's not where it needs to be. Uh, but he said he felt like it was going to be like that much tougher for him in 2020 to be able to to make it in the NBA or to be able to kind of get those opportunities because he felt like, and I think this is I think this is true that. Uh, what he does well doesn't show, doesn't necessarily always show up on the stat sheet. Uh he's a pest of a defender and he's a guy that just works his tail off. And oftentimes, I think Javon kind of alluded to this, like that's really what gets you placed in the NBA as much as anything else. Obviously you gotta be able to, you know, do a lot of different things on the floor, but if to be able to to be able to put in that much effort on every single play is what separates guys who are good from guys who are good and make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree with Javon that I think he he probably the way he's trending at least in the last two years, I think he's a chance to at some point, maybe get a shot in a training camp. I don't know if he ever plays in an NBA game. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he makes it on a two-way contract or maybe he gets a chance to be at the end of the bench uh, for a part of a season or gets called up, you know, for a portion of a season. I think that during the Covid year when there were a ton of call-ups, I think the fact that he didn't make it then, Says a lot. Uh, Maybe if that happened this year, maybe things would be different. Uh, You know, he's obviously gotten a lot better. But um,
2: real quick, didn't the Lakers call up like seven dudes from the G League this year because of COVID? Did they? Wasn't this the like the COVID year for Lakers?
6: Uh, Austin Reeves was a two-way. Stanley Johnson was a ten-day that got fulfilled as a full season. Mason Jones was a two-way. Winging Gabriel was a full season thing uh so it, it wasn't that many i, I would say on a, a i think it makes it harder this whole new play in being permanent thing makes it harder for guys that would get that call up for the last two to three weeks of the season because teams are caving it in now that there's actually 10 seeds in play for the postseason you're kind of keeping your guys and playing almost a full 82 now there's probably like Four to six teams that will give guys that last two weeks of the season. So if if Nate's going to be a part of an actual NBA game anytime soon, he's going to have to get away from the Waker organization and go somewhere that absolutely stinks uh, and not a team with any shot of being a top 10 team. So the conference. Lakers then,
2: so they had, <laughs> so they called up six dudes from the G League in the span of five and a half weeks this year. So that's probably what I'm thinking of. There was like that. that stretch where they were just. I thought like, it was
0: the year before.
2: It was a turnstile between November 16th of 2021, December 31st. They called up six dudes, and I remember thinking at the time, like, if Nate doesn't get called up, then
0: how could he ever get called up? How's there? he ever
2: gonna get called up? What's funny to me is everything that Javon just said about like where like the difference between him being in the G league and being in the NBA, like if he was a better shooter, he was better than that. Is pretty much what everyone's been saying about Napier Louise since like 2016. Like when people have been like, Oh, if he had a jump shot, he would have, he would have gone to Kentucky. He would have gone to like a Tennessee. Like he would have gone to a higher level if he had that in his game, but he didn't. And to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I'll echo everything that Javon said, where it's I'm, I'm rooting for him. It's good when a temple guy like this gets that spotlight and all those things hope out. It really just feels like they almost copy and pasted Napier-Louis like two years further. Like, yeah, you're two years more mature physically. You're two years better at basketball. But everything that you're still kind of struggling with, you're still kind of struggling with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree. have expected maybe his shooting got a little bit better over the last two years, but it doesn't seem like it has.
0: I think at the end of the day, um, got to give some I – mean, obviously, he's in a position where he's able to kind of bet on himself. Uh, but – Good on Nate to to kind of get to the yep. point where he was like, I am not. I know where I want to be, and I'm all in on Plan A. I have the utmost respect for someone willing to willing to put themselves. That, that's a very uncommon thing. A lot of a lot of guys, a lot of guys, that get to the point where like they they'll play in a summer league or they'll get a chance to G League team, and then they realize the NBA is not in the cards. They'll go play overseas and then try to come back. That's right. the most common route. Nate has said, I'm going to stay here until I can uh, and, until I can playing uh, until I can try to get to the space where I can be in the NBA. So utmost respect for Nate. I, you know, again, hope for the best for him. It'd be, it'd be cool to see him get an opportunity, but uh, yeah, Kyle, as you mentioned, like until he gets like a, until if, or if, or when uh, he's able to get a legitimate jump shot or like a legitimate shot at all, um, then it'll be interesting to see whether he, no pun intended, gets a shot.
2: Yeah. To play off both those things. I mean, Obviously, it's a completely different scenario, but there's some similarities. Like you see in the NBA, like even if you're an elite elite defender, Matisse Steibel couldn't play in the playoffs because of are such liability offensively and because you know you weren't vaccinated. Uh, like that you like they you one-way player doesn't necessarily just mean like, okay, there are liability on defense. You can be liability on offense, and he was an absolute liability on offense to the point that he gets out of the rotation. Uh, I, I will say to that other point about kind of choosing your own path. There's been a little recent string of Temple guards and Temple players that have kind of – you assume they were going to do one thing and they did the other. I thought Cleef Wyatt was going to play overseas for 18 years. Yeah. Like I thought you would see 38-year-old Cleve Wyatt in Ireland just dropping 35 on some dude. But he -hmm. made the decision to put his family first at one point, he had a daughter, says, hey, I want to stay home. I'm done with this being overseas thing. Shiz Alston looks like he's going to do that at some point. He's talked about how – he talked to you about how – he wants to get into coaching in a couple of years. He doesn't want to play until he's 35 over there. Even LaVoy Allen, LaVoy Allen's retired because he had a, he had a child. He had knee problems too, but he gets, he gets a kid and he says, look, this isn't worth me hopping around the G league or going over to Iceland for whatever. I'd rather just be with my family, which I think is something that's pretty commendable and goes against kind of like the standard guys, just chasing paychecks which is what you see a lot of those Euro dudes do
0: overseas is great to the point of like, you do get paid to play basketball. You get paid to be, assuming the checks come in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're getting paid to see the world. A lot of those guys are getting a lot of things for free, whatever that check looks like. It's like, you know, they're not paying for housing. They're not paying for a car. They're not paying for meals, but they're getting whatever that check is to go play overseas. But to be gone 10 months out of the year is really, really hard. And you know, guy, Khalif Wyatt played nine years overseas, um, and then had a daughter a couple weeks ago. She's Austin. I think has now played two years overseas, and uh, he said that he wants to try to play in Italy next year, and then make another run at the G League and kind of give it one last shot. But as you mentioned, um, Kyle wants to get coaching. So guys go through different experiences. Some are more comfortable spending that time away. But uh, yeah, good on Nate for wanting to kind of stick around and, and chase his dreams.
2: I, I will Take say, out. I we'll feel share. like I feel like the Euro world appeals if you're like I'm a 23 year old single dude that's going over to these countries. Once your family gets yeah. involved, it's like, yeah, I don't
1: yeah. want to
6: be here. Yeah, that's true. Nate is engaged.
2: Right. There you go.
6: All these Dan, guys. I, I will, oh, go ahead, Javon. Go ahead. I, I will say one last thing. The good thing for Nate is he has pretty much locked up a spot in the G League for almost as long as he wants it. Like He he put up a pretty good G League standards, nine points. I want to say six rebounds, like great defense all around and got his three-point shot to 30 percent like the g league is all about development they'll look at their, those numbers and say we can work on the shot he's earned himself at least three four years in the g league to make it make things easier for him so it is yeah. something to keep an eye he's on.
0: a shot he's a shot to be like a played six seven years in the g league and then call it a career like that he
2: can be the g league's crash davis like it's like oh who's the who's the g league's all-time leading scorer Napier Louis played 14 years there <laughs> I the don't crush- think it'd be
0: the all-time winning Do Did they story. get the, the Crash the Davis
2: reference? No Bull Durham
0: uh, <laughs> I've actually never seen Bull Durham I know the movie but I've never seen him
2: At the end they talk about uh, He goes spoiler, on the set like, spoiler, set, like spoiler, the minor league Kyle, uh, Home run Kyle. record
0: Kyle. Spoiler Oh like please. you're going to
2: rush to go watch Bull <laughs> <laughs> Susan Sarandon's like 40 in that movie And she's like 70 something now Mm -hmm. some interesting movies actually what's his name's dead right the pitcher
3: uh no
2: uh tim Tim robbins tim robbins Uh, Robbins, Robbins is very much alive i don't know I as soon as you said dead i was like tim robbins is alive No, tim Uh, robbins is alive who am i thinking um
1: i don't know who you're thinking of you think of the pitcher from major league but he's alive too right uh which pitcher for major league? The old, the old religious yeah, the guy, old guy. or Charlie funny. Sheen? <laughs> no, Charlie Sheen's alive. Um, not Ricky Vaughn. Who's the guy, the, the guy who relies on all the, the old,
2: like the, the like the really religious guy who does like head, Crisco yeah, on his yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even know the actor's resume. Or we just I know him as the guy from like Mitchell. standing around riffing on names we don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um,
1: so Kyle pointed this out in his article on last night's win, uh, getting back to some numbers, Nate, started for the Lakers, finished with 10 points, seven rebounds and assists and a steal in 13 minutes, shot five of six from the field. Um, And Kyle pointed out like his thing, at least, and again, I'd be lying if I said I've been watching his games because I haven't, but it sounds like a lot of his, a lot of his numbers are like finishing through contact, like going to the rim, which I think I would say, even that might be a good um, thing that he's developed about his game, because I think he kind of, you know, I think he kind of regressed a tad bit where that was concerned, at least with when he came to Temple. It was like, yeah, all energy, all defense. He can finish around the rim. He can't shoot. We can see that he can't shoot. I don't even know that he was terrific in finishing around the rim in his last season. If he's made some progress there, then that's certainly good because, again, he's never going to be confused. Like, Javon, I agree. Like, they might be able to develop a shot a little bit more, but he's never, yeah, you know, he's never going to turn into to Steph Curry or anything like that. But if he can finish better around the rim, that might give him a little bit of a better chance. And so moving along to uh, another piece of basketball information here, getting back to recruiting uh, Temple recently offered Zion Stanford, the first team all Catholic league selection uh, from West Catholic. They had a great season. They tied for uh, a share of the Philly Catholic league crown. Of course, uh, Newman Gretti eventually won the Philly Catholic league uh, being Roman Catholic, right? Yes. Uh, And uh, they got to the, I guess, like the quarterfinal round of the 3A state tournament. Uh, But Zion Stanford, another guy who um, I think we talked about him on the last episode of The Scoop, but a guy, um, I I imagine him as a guy that Aaron really likes, a tough, gritty guy who has just continued to get better and better and better, Um, averaged 14.8 points, 5.4 rebounds, 2.3 steals, 1.8 blocks per game, uh, shot almost 60 60% from the field uh, and much improved defender. Uh, He has offers from St. Joe's Drexel uh, is playing his AU ball with Kalo elite had a a good week recently uh, down in South Carolina, either. I think Fordham and LaSalle either have offered him now or about to offer. Um, But again, one of the, one of the best players uh, in the city. Um, So I talked to him uh, for a story that you can read uh, on the site um, about his temple offer, about his recruitment uh, again. So, if you're an Al Scoop subscriber, you can read that story. Um, a few days earlier, I talked to um, to his coach, uh, West Catholic head coach Miguel Balcachica, um, and gave me a really good scan of Zion's game. Again, he's he's about you know 6'5, 195 or 190, uh, like a small forward type, but it just keeps getting better and better. And, um, I would say Temple probably has a very good shot of getting him. We'll see. Uh, again, he told me that. He's probably looking to commit before his senior season starts. Um, but here is a clip of uh, my conversation with Miguel Boca Chica, talking about uh, Zion Stanford's game and, um, you know, just how he's come along as a player. And again, uh, we'll play this clip for you.
0: I would This. Des- I mean, I've been describing him lately as a, uh, he's a dog with skills. So first, like the first thing you see is his, is his body and how big and strong he looks. And then the next thing you see is, you know, the skill, you know, to be that big and to be that strong. Mm -hmm. Um, He can do a little bit of everything. But he's a dog. He's a dog on both ends. He's, for me, he's someone that, you know, scores the ball a a lot for us. Mm -hmm. But then he's also the guy that, when we need him to stop, the other team's best guy from scoring, you know, he does
5: that too. So he's just a dog first. Um, That's just the filly in him. Uh-huh. Um, and then he's just, he doesn't miss a day. So his skill and his talent level is really there as well.
1: All right. So again, we'll keep you updated, um, on Temple, Temple's basketball recruiting efforts. Uh, well, another thing we want to kind of preview for you guys, something we're going to try to have some fun with is, uh, and Mike Modrick and I did this years ago. We did a, a Temple basketball, <laughs> Sam is the, the Tiger Woods, uh, I'm hyped voice, for it. the fist. What are you gonna say, Kyle?
2: No, I'll wait till you announce it before we.
1: Uh, so we're gonna do like we're gonna do a Temple basketball all-time uh, draft. I don't know if we're gonna draft teams of seven or eight players. Maybe as as not to John
2: Cheney. Oh, quick! Know? I wanted to do like sixteen. I were like 15. I wanted to do like full rosters. Like I think
3: ten see, or 12. I can,
2: that surprises me because I love you to pieces, but sometimes you're like,
1: we got to get in and get out of this. I did not think that you would want to go that deep. If you want to draft like fully fleshed, you know, let's, guys, well, let's do, do
2: football. It. We'll draft 53 man rosters. I don't care. Like we'll, right. we'll go deep. What I was going to say is you wanted to do this via like an Excel sheet, which frustrates me. It takes away the pageantry of it. Like I wanted it to be like, you know what, with the fourth pick, I'm doing this. Like, I wanted to announce it. I wanted to be able to trade picks. That's a big thing to me. I want to be able to what trade if, picks. What if we What if we do it?
0: I'll do, it lottery, I'll do that.
2: Like,
1: if it. you guys want to get together, we just got to carve out the time. Then it's it doesn't have to be together. You can draft. do it via anything.
2: doesn't have to be yeah, like, oh, yeah, enter guys. my
1: so – We're doing this, so if you guys want to do this like a fantasy football draft, and it'll just be a Temple basketball draft?
2: Can yes. you call up a local bar and get like a like when you call up do like a fantasy football draft and they give you like the happy hour specials for the day? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, this is becoming a trend. This Temple all time basketball draft. We bring out we bring out the uh, the big board. People are putting the stickers. Like, oh man, why can't I why can't I find Scooty Randall in here? one. <laughs> don't
1: have a Scooty Randall sticker.
2: <laughs> it's the fifteenth round.
1: Javon's gonna call us up and be like, guys, I found a place like best crab cakes in the city. This is
2: where we're having. Uh,
3: <laughs> Somebody's going to be the
2: guy that shows up with like the fancy football magazine that's already out of date. And they're like, uh, come- <laughs> Mark Macon's not playing anymore. This thing is really <laughs> outdated.
0: He uh, started playing years ago.
2: I'll, we I'll did do. look into, uh, I think this was your idea. We did look into whether or not it'd be possible to simulate like people do with, you know, when they're doing like fancy drafts and Madden and stuff. And some of the things out there, unfortunately, are not super. Uh, plugged into 1960s Temple basketball. so, yes. so Which is any, a real shame.
1: If any scoop listeners out there have some way if we draft these teams, so it will be me, Kyle, Sam, Dante, you said you're in for this?
0: You're on mute. Dante's muted. I'm
1: on mute. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in. All right, Let's so it'll be it be five of us. Caden said he's in six. Mike Modrick, my former assistant editor, is in. So gonna be like seven of us drafting.
0: Sam Newman, maybe? Did Sam say he was in? No, Sam he said
1: he's in
2: eight people. Um, He's too busy storming the south right now. Yes. Right, my dude's been all over the like America over the last couple of weeks, and he's down in Georgia right now.
1: Yes, came up to Philly, met his girlfriend Wilson. Love Newman's March to the Sea. Yes. Um. So be eight of us. So if anybody out there, by any wild chance, has a way of like, once we draft these eight teams, if you have developed some sort of software that could simulate which of these teams would be best if they played in some sort of round robin tournament.
3: Let what was come. the old
2: like game where you would roll dice to figure out baseball? Stratomatic. Do you think there's stratomatic temple basketball? Oh god, I would love that. <laughs> that brings I I played
1: so much Stratomatic when I was a kid. I didn't even know people would know about Stratomatic. It no. was a pretty popular game. Before no.
0: you said the before you said the baseball part, I thought you were talking about the game Risk. Love you know, Risk. War, the war game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love
2: time. Risk. I, yeah. I haven't, haven't played in 10 years, but actually, no, I used to, I downloaded the – mobile version of Risk like five years ago just would play it while taking a dump like a, oh, <laughs> a storm <nice>. Australia
0: <laughs> I just play that game with my friends look on Javon's face right now Man, there's something it, to be said I, look, I've just
6: been where Kyle lives right now too look, many times look I got a two and a half
2: year old I got a two and a half year old I'm a couple weeks away from a newborn if you don't think that I'm just like reveling in those moments where I can go into the bathroom for 25 minutes
6: you're out of your get mind. your peace I, I hear yeah. you well, you,
2: my wife says that all, like, she, she's like, do
1: all guys do this? She, she's like, you'll disappear and just, like, just sit there. You read. I'm like, yeah, I read.
2: I I crossword puzzles.
1: Play
0: Wordle.
2: The Yes, Wordle. Or Weddle. I've been doing Weddle a lot, the NFL version. That's fun. Ah, um
0: Weddle's a good name for it. Yeah, it's good.
2: But I was doing the thing where I was putting my head down on the, uh, like, the sink in front of me, the drawer in front of me too much, like, while looking at my phone. And I was getting, like, a, a mark on my head. So I cut a piece of foam. I put oh on the pull-out drawer so oh that way God. when I lean my head down to look at TikToks or play Risk, I'm not I'm not coming back with the mark.
0: Wait, we're not skipping over this, Kyle. You're on TikTok. Oh yeah, big TikTok. I'm not TikToking, but I'm on TikTok. Like yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Kyle oh, yeah, Good for you. Algorithm. I I uh, <laughs> I actually deleted TikTok as my New Year's resolution. I'm on too much. Yeah, it's insane. You can just sit there for so long. And I will admit, when I was flying home from LA and I had that brutal layover. That was the only time this calendar year that I have said, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to re-download TikTok. I probably shouldn't
2: be on TikTok. So I used to give people a lot of guff about people my age being on TikTok. I think there was even an NBA player, an NFL player was like, I don't trust grown men that have TikTok installed. And for a while, I used to send that quote to people. And now I'm just fully in it.
0: It's a fantastic <laughs> app, but it will destroy your I don't know, your day. And like, it just takes up so much time. Whichever way problem. the algorithm takes the you that day. Span.
2: The algorithm can take you on like a perfectly, like I get a lot of like home improvement stuff. I get like a lot. I get plumbing TikTok for some reason. Like, hey, this guy's replacing this. And I watch that. And then some days I'm like, oh, if my wife walked in, she would think I'm like having an affair. Like these TikToks are like two different paths, depending on how your day is going. (laughs) Yeah. Food TikTok, great. People, I see people doing like uh, overnight oats. I've never done overnight oats in my life. Maybe I'll do overnight notes. And then the next thing it's like, yep. That's going to be used against me. Used against me in the litigation to determine our child <laughs> custody. <Yes. laughs> Why, Kyle? Meg doesn't appreciate oats. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'll uh,
1: at some point we will have the the results of this uh, Temple basketball all time draft. We'll, we'll draft the choose the draft order randomly. Sam, didn't you say so? You the, before we get into the mailbag here, you talked to to Khalif Wyatt recently because he's coaching the yes. the, the Big Five TB, uh, TBT team. This that story's not out yet, or did you did I miss the story? The last couple weeks been a blur. Is that story out yet? Is the Inquirer story out? No, yet? no, so I are it today. It's supposed look to go at me up advancing tomorrow. content for you. So um, check out, look out for Sam's story in the Inquirer soon on the on the Big Five TBT team. You talked to Khalif Wyatt and he gave you his 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 five best, like his all time. Starting yes, five, so, right? what it was? Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, that story I followed today, so it should be coming out. I want to say by Friday, because mm-hmm. uh, they play Saturday at Rucker Park, which I'll be at, which is very exciting. You're going up to uh, Rucker
1: Park? That's awesome.
0: Yeah, which I'm really really excited about. But so I talked to Khalif uh, last week. I want to say over the phone and then I was able to go sit in on a practice that they had earlier this week at uh, a Temple's facility, which was cool. So I, I was talking to Khalif again. I asked him a couple questions about the big five team. And I was like, I got to ask before I let you go uh, at Al Scoop, which you're familiar with because John, you had him on the pod very recently. Uh, he's a big John DeCarlo fan. And uh-huh. I'd say, you know, we're working on this Temple Hoops, like all time draft. Uh, I'm curious, what would your, um, what would your all time Temple starting five be? And he said, Marty Collins at point guard, himself at the two, Aaron McKee, Lavoy Allen, and Tim Perry. And he said he would take that five against any colleges, any all time five ever. Well, My, team's gonna team. So <laughs> My team is going to body that
3: team.
2: My team is going to destroy that team. I also, <laughs> when you sent that text saying, like Khalif Pariah's top five, I thought he was going to hit you with a. Khalif Wyatt, Khalif Wyatt, Khalif Wyatt, Khalif Wyatt. I thought he was gonna do like the <laughs> dialon, dialon, dialon thing. But no. Let me it's a good squad. It's a good team. squad. That's There's no time. scenario where you're getting Marty Collins, Aaron McKee, and Khalif Wyatt all on the same team, though. This not is a the draft. draft, Khalif. No, not actually not well,
0: well, I asked him. I didn't ask him, okay, Khalif. I want you to put yourself in If seat. you're Should if you're drafting?
2: sitting at 1.4 and Mark making... <laughs> sorry,
0: <laughs> I didn't I didn't ask him to put himself in a hypothetical of like you're in an 18 draft, you have the sixth pick. And it's the third round. Who are you taking? Like, or who are your sleepers? I just asked him for his all-time starting five. I thought that'd be a good, uh, good yeah. added context.
2: Showing his that. age a little bit, I think. Like, um, the Tim Perry thing is the only one that's, like, a little old. Mm-hmm. but Like, even that, he's probably familiar with his son. He's probably, like, familiar. Like, yeah, but very, like, somebody, Cleve Wyatt's age is draft. Let me ask you guys yeah. this
1: before we go to the mailbag. So eight, there will be eight of us drafting – as we prepare for this this draft, and now we're, let's, we're concocting a, a larger thing here. Is there, if you're making your your, your spreadsheets, your, your, your cheat sheets, is there a consensus number one pick in this draft? And if I so,
2: so. I think so. Michael, yeah. Here's the question. Are we just taking them as if, like, okay, this guy that played, like, whatever. Guy Rogers. Mm-hmm. Are we just assuming that he can play in like 2022, or are we saying like no? Well, you look at what well, Guy Rogers fast forward like does his game translate like How are we viewing it? And we should he have, we should have the Sunny Hill. We watched he would adapt
0: to
6: it. Yes, I'm just, i I hate that conversation. I'm just, I'm I, I just saying never,
0: this is Yes, yeah, This, this is would, what I wanted. He would adapt <laughs> to it, but he didn't. Have but to, to what, what level? I'm conducting an like, orchestra
6: <laughs> right now. If you were great in one era, if you go watching the basketball of another era, you're going to be great in so, that era.
2: That's inaccurate. If, if, if that's Bob inaccurate.
6: The that's inaccurate that because was, the
2: game still changes he, regardless. If you are if you were able to get away with not being the most athletic or speedy guy in 1958 doing this, that does not mean just because you were able to get away with it in 1958 that you would translate and figure out how to be fast in 2022.
6: If Bob Cousy had that type of innovation and created dribbling the way he did back then, and he grew up watching Kyrie Irving with me and Sam,
0: the dude would go nuts. It applies to certain things, but not others. Like when Kyle says about like the athleticism part of it and like the the to the to what Kyle said is true. But also like if Michael Jordan played now, he'd probably figure out how to shoot the three ball. Sure. Like, there are yeah, different because ways because you're to not at the, adaptation. Because you're right,
2: comparing right. shades, you're comparing shades of a relatively finished product when you're comparing eighties to nineties to twenty tens or whatever. When you're comparing nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, it's essentially a different game. Yeah. So I think it's a fair question to ask, like, is that going to project to 2022?
6: It, it depends on the players. Like the normal Joe Schmo, I'm not giving that benefit of the doubt to. But if that's a Five guy that's all like the time great, I'm giving him that benefit.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not questioning whether or not Michael Jordan would be able to play in 2022. I'm questioning whether or not some of the guys are going to get drafted in this draft would be able to play in 2022. So what <laughs> well, I'm asking is, sad. are we taking them at face value where we say, hey, look, this guy was a all conference <laughs> 20 point a game guy and 19, whatever. Are we just assuming that he's also a 20-point guy, or are we assuming like, no, I think uh, I think Nate Pierre Louie would eat his lunch? Like, what are we what are we doing?
0: That's a good question. That's why be, I need to know the parameters of the game. I think uh I think with that being said, Mark Macon's prior your I think it's making, right? right? Yeah. Like Mark Macon would translate to today's game. Would would um would Woj be able to Get yeah, would be able to put that out like a week before we actually draft. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> what,
2: what does he say? uh Focused on or attention? Turn their attention to or something like that. Yeah. Team
0: Team Gauss has turned. Uh, their team Gauss to has to turned its attention to with the Mark number one pick.
1: <laughs> Team Javon has turned its attention to Bill Pickles Kennedy's. <laughs> <laughs> the, the late great Bill Pickles Kennedy's. If I don't get, if I don't
0: get Pickles on my team. <laughs>
2: no milky yeah, hey you Javon. do the one thing where like at the seventh pick i can't believe you guys let this guy fall to here like you guys are idiots
1: Javon, give us some insight into your soul if you have the number one overall pick is it making or do you or are you going no, it,
6: it, it's, it's making it's definitely making
1: if you have the second pick and making is off the board who are you taking
6: i'm not giving you my my big good answer. good answer good, good answer type of <laughs> I'm not saying sure, you know goofball out here. I'm keeping my body. I'm the guy before. walking around with the cheat sheets
2: before the draft. Also, are we factoring in NBA success or professional success? Because you look and like, okay, A Jones, Aaron McKee, blah blah. Bill Melkavy played one game and then became a dentist, like <laughs> which I think passionate. gives him a lot of value.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I want I my can use a, I can use a cleaning. Smiles, great, <laughs> <food>. <laughs>
0: the guy, the guy, save lives.
1: Yes, <laughs> save mouths saved gum
2: lines that I think
0: that so I'm matters. saying like
2: does that put him behind or even like, we'll use Mark as an example was the six overall pick or whatever by the nuggets but then had a pretty lackluster
6: NBA career does that go against him or I do think we, it's a tiebreaker stay like if you're struggling between you two guys all right who had the better professional career
2: hmm. who was the better dentist but am I drafting for <laughs> the Syracuse Warriors or Nationals where Syracuse Nationals
0: whatever or am, am I drafting basketball. for Temple basketball Temple so. But are you drafting to play in
2: the A10? No, I'm, I'm a what's what was the one before the A the ABA. before the Atlantic they were in like the who gives a crap they the Eastern oh the East yeah the oh, Eastern League it. for a while I'm all about that I'm a I got big sideburns in this scenario I'm wearing like a plaid suit I'm just ripping darts the whole time <laughs> and like and I'm coaching this team
6: platform boots
1: yes yes I mean, I think it's all um, what's most important to your front office. I think
2: that's what's gonna make this a great draft. So yeah, my team's all about marketing. We don't we don't care about the actual wins, it's just who can fit who can put butts in seats. What does the Kyle Gauss war room look like before this the night of the draft? It's either gonna be like intense or it's gonna be me googling it as things happen. If, <laughs> like, you're, gonna, like, if mm, you're putting if sure you're putting that, butts in yeah. seats, pickles can be surprised. The, <laughs> the like the ads sell themselves. Like they, they write themselves, they figure all this thing out we're out there. Like I'm also probably going to have like a, uh, a joke pick at some point, some guy that I just personally enjoyed as like mm-hmm. a person or a name that you know, might yeah. not actually panned out.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll probably take Marty Staherski at some point because. Well, I mean, Ray that's Marty. a Hall of
2: Famer. So late make Marty <laughs> yeah. He made the Hall of Fame.
1: What does your, your war room look like the night of the draft? And will your uh, grandfather be there? Please tell me your grandfather's going to be there picking with you.
6: If that is a request, I guarantee you he does not know one person in the history of Temple basketball, but uh, he can read my pick for me. Yeah, sure. That would be great.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. All right. I'm going cool. to
6: trade. make trades. Depends get, on how many I, drinks he's yeah. had in them. The by first
2: pick is for
0: sale. <laughs> Everything's on the table. For what?
2: Like, what do you – It's You move around. On, I'll move want my first and uh, seventh for your fourth and third. Like, figure yes. it out.
0: If uh, if this is in person, Kyle would trade the first overall pick for a six pack of beers. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: because then guess what? End of the day, you guys are all there arguing about your team that never is never going to see the court, and I'm six deep. Like, <laughs> who, had, who had the better day? <laughs>
1: uh all right. So that that'll be coming up. So we'll have our draft, and then we'll we'll uh, talk about it on a uh, a pod in, in the in the near future. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Um, let's go to. The mailbag. We had a few questions here, a couple from the message board, a couple from Twitter. Uh, first one from one of our Al Scoop subscribers. Oh no, sorry, this one is from Twitter, uh, from Hoot Fan Al. It's the Twitter handle. Have any of you watched Core Cur- Cur- John Coach play for Team Canada? We'll, we'll tip this one over to, to Sam. It boy
2: uh, has Sam.
1: <laughs> yes. Do you like what you see? How does he compare to former players we've had? And then part two is best pizza in the city. So before we get to best pizza in the city, Sam. Give us, uh, give us your scouting report on, on core.
0: So I saw him play, uh, first game and then I didn't catch, I caught very little of his second game against team USA. Um, and from I'll say people I've talked to, uh, and between watching over those two games, I think the biggest thing about core is it takes him a sec to kind of ease into, especially kind of going to play for team Canada and, and jumping into games quickly. Um, He's not one of those people that will go out on the floor and just immediately be the most confident guy on the floor and, you know, shoving guys around. He, uh, he takes a little bit to, to kind of ease into the space and, and work in the flow of the game. Uh, so the game that I saw, he had only played, I want to say it was six ish minutes. Uh, he only had one bat. He, he made his only basket in one or two fouls. Um, he might have had one rebound, but he didn't play that great in his first game. Um, admittedly, he didn't, he didn't look that great. Uh, he didn't do anything particularly well, but he was kind of just filling space on the floor and moving guys in, in the interior, uh, struggled to defend the interior, just kind of a step slow on a lot of times, um, getting out to defend guards on switches, whatever the, uh, I, I can't remember the team they played off, uh, off the top of my head in that first game, but, um, they were really attacking him on pick and rolls, trying to get him to trying to get core to switch onto their guards. But that being said, he looked a lot better. In, uh, in the second game against Team USA. Um, and from what I've heard, a lot of that is because he just felt a lot more comfortable kind of with the team, with his role. Within the team, he had played double-digit minutes. Uh, you know, his point totals went up, his rebound totals went up. Pretty much every stat went up, a couple assists, whatever. So uh, I don't know if I have a great comparison. Um, it's a good question, though. How does he compare to foreign players Temple's had? Uh, I don't know if I have a great comparison off the top of my head, but he's got the size. He's able he, – one thing I will say, he sees the floor really well. Uh, he's able to kind of move around the um, the two blocks and, and the elbows uh, and the elbows well. He's physical, but um, yeah, I would say that's my that's probably the biggest thing that uh, I've seen and heard is that he he's the kind of guy who will isn't like doesn't have the utmost confidence the second he steps onto a floor, uh, but he's someone that can that can make an impact.
2: That is not what you want to hear about your grad transfer big who's probably going to be starting for you. Is that he doesn't have the most confidence when he first sets uh, touches the floor. Yes. No. Yep. Bob City.
1: Yes. Uh, which is and I hate to sound like a at least type of guy, but it is more than what they were getting out of that position.
2: I will just say he his skill set as because the most I've seen of him is that recently. I saw a couple clips um recently about his time in northern Colorado. Is his skill set leads me to believe that they do finally, despite saying it for four years now, they do finally want to run a little. Like, he can, in theory, be successful offensively running. All right, part
1: two of that question. Best pizza in the city without going too far down the rabbit hole in on this one because there are a ton of options. Dante, you have any
4: uh... – I will say that the best pizza I've had recently in Philly was at a place called Emmy Square on South street. Uh, it's Detroit style. It was really, really good. I don't know what the best pizza in the city is. I feel like I haven't tried it enough places. I lost two years of living in the city to COVID. Uh, so I feel like I'm very much behind. I've spent the summer trying to catch up. That's the best pizza I've had recently. Sam
0: Javon Kyle. I don't feel qualified to answer this question. Me neither.
2: I'll say when I lived in the city, I wasn't in a place financially, emotionally, mature, maturity wise to appreciate like gourmet pizza. Right. I'm just going for like I need like bang for my buck pizza. So I don't feel like I can give a great answer for this. Um, Not just pizza. absolutely not just pizza. Like a perfect example. Like I could get pizza while like delivered to my door relatively cheap in the general area. um, Vault Brewing Company up in Yardley does a phenomenal buffalo chicken pizza they use like brown sugar with it so it's like sweet and spicy that's great um the pizza box which is an ambler and Glen side phenomenal pizza um in the city if you're looking for like bar pizza like chicks on washington is a solid place um but yeah i I don't know if i'd know like the best of the best and on passion maros maros
1: maros is good i have i mean i can't say i've tried more than a few times anytime i've tried to get pizza at angelo's i can't can't get through, they have looked at the lines and said, no way, no how, but people rave about their pizza. Um, uh, Mara's is great. Pizzeria Badia is great. Pizza Brain's great. Um, Celebrate's Pizza down by the stadium is, is pretty good. Um, I loved uh, Franco Luigi's down by uh, where I used to live in South Philly, down by like 13th and wherever that was near Victor cafe. They're closed now. I love their pizza. Uh, But yeah, haven't done Angelo's haven't, have have never been to Tacanelli's. You know, it's just one of those things. It's fun to debate. Like some people say, Oh, it's great. It's overrated. Santucci's is good. I know they have a few different locations now. Um, Yeah. If you want to stretch a little bit out outside the city, we're not too far from Pica's and upper Darby. They're kind of like, kind of like Santucci's. I don't know. I'm sure I'll forget something. Uh, as I as I think about this, but uh good question there. Next one from the message board from McKee One is the screen name. Thanks for taking my question last week. I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you, McKee One. Uh, this week's question: what's the story with defensive end uh, Khalif Camp? Is he no longer in Temple's plans?
2: I don't think he's been in Temple's plans for six, seven months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we reported back at the time with signing day, there was a chance they'd sign afterwards. To be honest, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that like i've done a lot of digging on cleave Kemp over the last couple months but my knee-jerk reaction like there was something that prevented him from being eligible back in february which is why temple did not sign him and my god would tell me that going to four high schools in four years is not a good recipe to ncaa eligibility Mm -hmm. there's probably something with his transcript that would benefit him to go to prep school or or juco Mm um
1: Final question here. Uh, this is from the, this is the question I was referring to at the beginning of the show from Mike TB31 is a screen name one of our, our longtime subscribers. Uh, appreciate this question. Tell us about your dad's relationship with Temple Athletics. Was he a football guy, basketball guy, neither? Uh, told you to follow a real team like Penn State. Uh, uh, memories of my Central PA family members. Uh, continue prayers to you and your family. JDC appreciate the question. Um, I'll try to condense this. Um, he rooted for both teams. My dad went to Drexel. He didn't go to Temple. My brother went to St. Joe's, but my dad just kind of became a Temple fan over the years. Um, some of my memories, I, again, I was talking to Jimmy Fenerty on the ride home uh, from Downingtown out to Havertown here last night. And uh, again, we were talking about that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to talk to my dad on the phone again. And, and I feel bad cause Jimmy, obviously his, his father was a, a legendary high school coach and they were super close. My dad, I don't know if it's just like the, every male sports fan in their mid sixties to mid seventies goes through this. Like my dad's most common complaint, whether he was watching a temple football game or a temple basketball game, is if they had what he felt was a comfortable lead at the end of the game, I'd get a text from him. Why is PJ Walker still in the game? <laughs> Why is LaVoy Allen still in the game? And I would just say, dad, the basketball teams can make runs. And he, I'd get something back in all caps. He is going to get hurt. It is not worth the risk. And I was telling, I was telling Jimmy that last night. And who's their leading scorer? Done, right? They got to get him out of there. I'm like, dad, again, teams can make runs. I mean, that, that's something that will stick out to me. Um, I d- drove out the first time they played out at Notre Dame. Uh, made that drive with our friend Nick Menta, who used to work at Comcast SportsNet, and uh, we. My dad knew that we were driving out to Notre Dame together, making a road trip out of it, and my dad was trying to give directions, and he referred to the to the GPS as the voice lady. <laughs> the voice lady will tell you to go this way. That is an area that gets tied up with trap. I mean, he had stuff printed out, and Nick, I told Nick about this stuff, and he had to see it to believe it, and was just crying, laughing. Um, the other. Uh, I I shared a story yesterday in my ULG about him, about him calling up 97.5, the fanatic um, that I told him never to call in if I was on the radio and I didn't even tell him I was going to be on. And he called in and embarrassed me, but I I love him for it. Um, And the other thing that stands out to me and this just, is just how he was. And it's why I love him. Like he would just, he could be quirky. He could be a pain in my ass sometimes, but he just was always your biggest fan. he was like this with my friends and, um, it, the, the year that they were in the NIT and they played like that 11 o'clock in the morning game against GW, it was like how,
2: 2014-ish? I forget. Uh, 20, yeah, 2015. It was the year Will Cummings we uh, were, senior Yeah, the thought
1: they were going to go to the tournament. And, and he was so excited and he was like, I'm going to go to that game. We'll go, you know, if you're covering the game, how much time do you think you're going to need afterward to write? And it, we'll get lunch afterward. And he went to the game. And <laughs> so... He, after the game, walked down to Press Row, and you know the little placards that we get to tell you where you're sitting. He, unbeknownst to me, went down and asked one of the one of the workers and like the you know the the arena crew there if he could take the little placard with my name on it. And he took it and he got it framed and he gave it to me. And I just, my first reaction was like, oh, this is so nice and this is so sweet. And I thought that they actually try to like recycle them and use them, but for like an NIT game, an NIT game on a Saturday, you know, 11 a.m. game. And that was like a big deal to him. And I still have that framed upstairs because that, like in the grand scheme of things, no disrespect to that team, team always wants to go to the NCAA tournament. That team had aspirations for the tournament. They're in the NIT my dad's main goal after that game was to go down and grab this thing and say Johnny's gonna like this and he got it framed for me so those are the things that 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 stick out about him he was just he was great I know he he got a big kick out of out of Kyle Kyle um Kyle got the the fat head dawn of me at the at the Phillies game and, and he was like oh, I forgot about, about that. that.
3: <laughs> I kind of forgot about that.
2: <laughs> How's your buddy Kyle doing? How's your buddy Kyle doing? Um, uh, he got a big kick out of that. And um I forwarded I you know. an email from him in 2013. I sent you like 30 minutes ago of oh, after they it. lost to Indiana in the NCAA's. And it's him one talking, asking you like directions on like public transit and like where he would park. And then it's also him talking about like heads up, we will not be discussing this game at my mom's. This is the most heart-riching heart wrenching heart a uh, gut-wrenching game I've ever witnessed. He, he increased the font to like 32, bolded wait, it, underlined it. Like wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. It's a wild email. <laughs> like, wait. It's just...
1: Wait. An all-time Big John email. I gotta read this. Why is the subject line Hamilton? Because he starts off by
2: asking you
3: about Hamilton like how to get station. to New York for <laughs>
2: right,
1: I'm gonna read this, because why not? Because I love you, Dad. I'll close out the pod this way. So Kyle, for this to me, I need you to take a moment today, dot, 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 dot. I'll say this real quick. At the launching yesterday, my brother read a couple of my dad's old emails, and this is an insight into my dad's mind. Yeah, March 26, 2013, subject line, Hamilton train station. I need you to take a moment today or no later than tomorrow, since I know you have to hustle over to your class tonight. I asked you last week with a voicemail to send me an email with every bit of detail as to just where to drive next Thursday and get to Hamilton Station and get on a train to get me into New York City no later than, say, 830 to see Burlington Coat Factory. (laughs) Lord knows what that's about, Uh, probably for his job. Please take me from the New Jersey Turnpike, dot, 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 and I plan on trying to get to Hamilton, say no later than 715 questions. Do they take credit cards or only cash? Which station do I get off at? How do I get to that particular station that I said? I don't lose time in finding it. I do not want to drive up and either take the tunnel in New York City. My appointment there is at 9 a.m. sharp next Wednesday. Send me every detail on this email account. I italicized. As to the game, long ellipsis. I do not plan on talking about it over my mom's on Easter. It is probably... (laughs) It is probably the most gut-wrenching game I witnessed, including the losses as a 1970s fan of Kenny Stabler. Kyle, the R R R being regular (laughs) font is great. (laughs) R regular font. I told mom I felt bad for you in terms of all of your subscribers coming to you on Sunday and perhaps even now. Again, we can't change the outcome. Let's not talk about it. Love (laughs) Timothy's grandpa. Go Temple. Timothy is my my nephew. Oh, I had forgotten about that. That is, there was like a stretch so of a couple years. This is, the, this is the Temple, Indiana, Khalif Wyatt, the yeah. game he's talking there about.
2: There was a couple, there was a stretch of the a couple MSG years game. where every email your father would send to you, you would then just send to a group of like 10 people. Like, yes. look at this. <laughs> oh my God. Uh,
1: That's great. Uh, yeah. There was one that my, my buddy Greg shared at the, at the luncheon yesterday where my dad wanted to, he had to work up in North Jersey that day. He was in sales and he wanted to watch the Temple Cornell game. And it was all about him being frustrated about the Temple Cornell game ncaa tournament game uh, he was one of a kind thank you for sending that call. i forgot about in that. fairness
2: that game was awful
1: it was <laughs> awful. A Cornell game. and uh to the beautiful jacksonville for that game anyway i love you dad uh thank you all for taking the time to listen to that email and getting uh some insight into the the mind of the late great uh john anthony de and uh thank you to all of you for listening and uh we will talk to you soon